Yeah! That is the yeah of a man who has had a couple of double cheeseburgers prior to the noontime hour. It's time for lunch, Al. It might be time yeah, to go John Chin and have a third, right? <laughs> when do they bring the shakes? <laughs> By the way, if there had been shakes, I would have had one. Oh, yeah. That, that is a nice little way to kind of top it all off. It's not a not a, not a bad Okay, if you, if you have a burger, fries, you're right in and out. Yeah. Do a burger, fries, and a shake. You drinking the whole thing? I, I, I can't almost drink the whole never thing. get the shake because it's too mm. much. It makes me feel too much. Yep. A little pink lemonade. A little, I, I'm, that's kind of the way it goes. I don't like. I, I do like how we've been able to go from burger talk to, to running half a half marathon, marathon talk. Okay, right, right now, you go outside. Mm-hmm. Show ends. We do super cro- super cross like ends at one twelve. Yes, so you know, one fifteen yesterday. And I tell you, so one oh nine today. <laughs> and I tell you, Trav. Run as far as you can. How long do you think you can go without stopping? <sighs> do I have to run at a pace, or can I just Your have pace. to shuffle my feet? Like, am I trying to run? Like, so here's I'm what I'm asking you. About, I, I know what you're asking. Like, because there are people who are jogging that someone's walking by them yes, faster. That's exactly right. And they have a stroller with two kids and a dog. Am I trying to run at a pace which will allow me to run as? You long have to as run possible? a ten minute pace. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um. Oh, two minutes, maybe two minutes. I mean, and that that may be. I honestly was not expecting that, but yeah. I, that honesty is amazing. Yeah, and by the way, if you can get past that two minutes, no. now you're in the four minute range. No, two Your body is going to start getting accustomed to it. Two fifteen, we're vomiting in the gutter. <laughs> that it it's it's happening. I I am not a fast runner, and and no, it no, I I am drastically unprepared to run at this moment like just like last night okay watching the uh get we get home from dinner sitting around watching a little tv i'm watching van pelt on sports center take it in kind of getting my last little dose before i call it a night just relaxing having a nice time i did have a beer at dinner um <laughs> walk up the stairs and i know exactly it's 16 steps from the the, the living room to the landing at the top of the 16 steps I had to collect myself at the 16th step. Just say, okay, now I can walk into the bedroom. So maybe two minutes might be ambitious. I'm not going to lie. You could go for several no, miles, right? That. I, so I went for a jog yesterday, but this was more me just being lazy. There's a run that I do that this is the best way. If you want to hit, let's say you want to go for a three-mile jog. Theoretically. Best, best thing to do, map out three miles, go, in, go a mile and a half out. That's yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah. Because then you got no choice. You got to come back. Right. Like, you don't run laps around the block. <laughs> there's some people, and I, I've done this before too. It's like, all right, I, you want to go for a certain, you want to hit three miles. Once you know, and there's all these apps that have it, blah, blah, blah. Once you know, hey, that's two full miles out, then I got to come back that's two full miles in. So that's the best way to do it. So I ran out and I just walked all the way in. I'm like, come on, bro. That's not bad. You get your steps in. You yeah, got that's your, true. You got your nice. You got your I start run. Start making you get your phone steps calls. In. I start looking at my phone and <laughs> yeah. what's going on and, on Twitter. Uh, like you call Lady Slee. Hey, what are you doing, right? Now? You want to swing yeah, you by? Pick and me up. Pick me up. Swing by in and out on your way. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit me up. All right. Um, there was a tweet making its way through the Twitterverse yesterday um, the, uh, from the Athletic, and this is what the University of Texas spent um on arch manning's official visit to the university um which by the way they got him he committed to ut um he's one of the more highly regarded 
high school football prospects in the country, but they spent a little over a quarter of a million bucks. They spent two hundred eighty thousand dollars in four days or two days, excuse me, uh, for airfare, cars, hotels, open bar for the parents, custom yep. cakes, top golf, an ice sculpture, and a lake cruise. Okay, two hundred and eighty thousand dollars from that. Uh, I have no problem with that. Arch Manning, two hundred and eighty thousand yeah. for that. Yeah, and and, and honestly. I honestly don't have a problem with them spending that amount. It's it's outrageous. It's obscene. He's going to generate tens of millions of dollars for the University of Texas by coming there. Can I just go back to one thing here? You're not wrong. Why do I feel like $100,000 was enough to accomplish all that? How big's the ice sculpture? I mean, are you, you're not going to get some piddly little weak-ass ice sculpture. This is Texas, for God's sakes. It's probably nine feet tall. My gosh. Everything's bigger <laughs> you, in Texas. When they say airfare... Wasn't Southwest Airlines? Like if they said, "Hey, we got ten kids coming to check out the school. You mm-hmm. have a hundred thousand dollar budget. Not enough. Well, we need two eighty. We're gonna ask them to sleep on the street. We gotta get them. We gotta get them into the Ritz. They gotta stay at the Four Seasons. Arch Manning has just got a blow up mattress. And he's, <laughs> he's blowing it all down. So, the, like again, I do not have a problem with the money being spent because mm-hmm. the money being generated is going to be that time. It's a simple goodness. investment. It, absolutely. Simple investment. Just like if you're recruiting a CEO of a company, you're not saying, hey, um, get the middle seat on Southwest, stay yep. at the Motel 6, and we'll see you at the meeting at IHOP in the morning. It's not how it works. Okay? They, they, you're going to wine and dine. Tell see, you can't run an IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Jerry out of this. Um, here, here's, here's the problem that I have. And it, it, it's hypocritical so follow me on this and, and i'm i'm fully aware of the hypocrisy that i'm about to lay out okay i love college football and watch it for a long time i have never really thought that the guys that were participating in the college football universe were there as students first okay. i'm talking at the big places that they're there to play football first sure. and if they yeah. go to school great but i did feel like they were connected to that university for a period of time and you're going to get to know them. You're going to get to follow their careers. You're going to get to see their successes and failures yep. and enjoy or you know sync with that. This is feeling more and more like college basketball to me, where a guy's in one spot for one minute, and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. And the second you get to know Jordan Addison and the, the guys like this, tremendous talent. He's only going to be here. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to be gone. Or, and, and, or, and you're talking more because he transferred he tra- over. He transferred yeah. from Pitt. He's here now. And, and you've got all of these different guys. Caleb Williams is was in Oklahoma. Now he's here. He's a great yeah. player. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like they belong to the – Travis Dye had a great career at Oregon. Now he's here at SC. It's this weird deal where it just feels so business-like. It's so league. professional. There's yeah. no co- – camaraderie commitment to the university that i'm going to be here for four years we might be good we might not be good but i'm here i'm going to play for this coach and i i don't have a problem with them leaving i don't have a problem with nil i'm okay with i understand you can't have them both but i'm finding myself less and less attracted to this stuff because i don't really want to root for lincoln riley i want to root for sc i don't really want to root for dan uh you know whoever the the coach at oregon is now i'm blanking on his name the guy from dan lanning um I want to root for the Ducks, but they got they got thirty new guys every year. It just doesn't feel the same. So, and I don't I, like it. I I don't know if it doesn't bother me as much. I, I guess ultimately, at the end of the day, I think we have to accept college sports for what it is and what it's going to continue to be. College sports is a nonprofit organization, is how they define themselves. Right. When we all know it is literally all about profits. It's one of the most 
successful corporations that you can possibly find out there. And for the first time, they actually have to pay a little bit. Well, it's not going to come from their pockets, but there's now opportunities for players to go make money and everything else. Tiraj, it's only going to get worse. I know. And I, I would just say this. You got to kind of separate the two as best as you can. Because I, I, I agree with you. I, I think I'm not watching Mar- I'm not watching college basketball. Um, part of it is I don't know who's playing. And the other part of it is I actually don't think the product is all that great. Right. And I think it's just there's too many games. You got everybody that can make the March Madness tournament. So it's like, well, okay, the regular season doesn't mean anything. I think if there's one thing that could dilute college football is you're going to go to a 12-team playoff. And now it's okay to lose some games, and you got more 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 teams that, that can me, get Al. in. It's the guy that it's, you're in the 12 team playoff. You're mm-hmm. on you you play for SC in 2023, and then you're playing for Alabama in 24. You could be on Ohio State in 25. It's just what what, what are you doing? I, it's it's just this free agency. I get it. I'm I'm pro kid getting paid. I'm pro kid having freedom of movement. All of those things, but it has come at a price, and that is I just feel like I don't know these. I know the uniforms. I don't know the teams. Do you think? Do you think there's going to be a lot of fans that feel the way you do? Because I don't, I don't feel like there. I think you might be in more of um, an outlier than a majority of people. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess my answer would be, do you, and I know it's not a perfect comparison, but does college basketball feel the same the way it did 10, 15, 20 years ago? Not really. So not you know, to me, it doesn't. Do you know why college basketball I think is a bad example? I think the product of football. Period there's more interest in. So right out the gate, I think more people are interested in football than they are in basketball. And I think college football, uh, listen, I don't know what the numbers are, revenues. I have to imagine they just completely, um, from a revenue perspective, demolish college basketball. I think there's so much more interest in college football than there is college basketball. The rev- I, I mean, they're both billion-dollar enterprises. I mean, if we're talking about you made more billions than billions I made, maybe, but they're both of them are flush with cash. It feels like you can have a program that's Texas A&M, and you could have a program that's Utah, and but, there's a program that they don't even have to be these big, big not, schools. That's not it for me. What I'm getting at is Arch Manning could be at Texas for a year, and mm-hmm. then he could be at SC the next year. That just feels weird to me. Like, even in the pro sports, when LeBron went to the Cavs to mm-hmm. start, you knew he was going to be there for a while. You knew he was going to be there three or four or five years. When you you draft a player, you know you have him for at least a minute to get to know him. These guys are there for five seconds, and they're I guess on the next I don't team. Have that. I guess I don't have that attachment with the sport. Yeah, it, Like, it, when you're talking about specific players sure. like that— Think about that, those that SC one, teams. That one doesn't do it to me as much. I, I know what you're saying. I know the, what you're saying. Those SC Reggie teams, Bush. And Reggie you. Bush and Lendell White and Matt Leinert yep. and Dwayne Jarrett and all these guys, that they, they were at SC for a while. You got to know them. You got to see them coming. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, those guys are going to be pretty good next year. And they were. And then after that, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is really coming. Imagine if Reggie Bush played for San Diego State the next season mm-hmm. and Matt Leinert was quarterback in Ohio State. That's weird. And that's did, what we have right this, now. Didn't this have more to do with the product of Lincoln Riley coming from, from OU? Isn't this more? No, of, it has nothing to do with any individual coach. It has to do with the rule changes. Well, following Cam Williams followed, you know, obviously sure. followed sure. Lincoln Riley. Um, now I know some of these other players. It's not exactly apples to apples. I don't. I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people sitting on. Maybe there is. Maybe there's not. a lot of people I mean, that it, it that are not that interested because of what you just said. All right, uh, the Chargers had a fascinating game last night, an exciting game last night, and ultimately a disappointing and potentially season-altering game last night. That's coming up next. Big CY. I like saying that. The Big CY is in the house. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
The big CY is in the house here on Trav and Slee. You just had a little uh, a little TV gig this morning, Clinton. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I had a Kimbrel-like performance today, so we won't get into that. Uh-oh. Said a couple of brazenly wrong things Pre- on the air. Pre-frozen Kimbrel? Yeah. Is that what we're Pre-frozen talking about? Pre-frozen Kimbrel, yeah. Just All right, let's not my on. day. Because last night, last night. Let me get this guy a couple of burgers. I was <laughs> walked uh, into our studio. I kind of, I, I left it all on the red carpet last night because Carlo and I were out at the uh, Andor premiere talking it up oh, with how various was it? Uh, famous people. It was great. Met uh, Shiva from The League. You remember that show on FX? Yes. A show about fantasy football where yes. she was there, mm. which was a big moment for me and Carlo. I bet. It's uh, a funny show. You know, and uh, she was like, at one point she goes, ESPN, what do you guys want from me? And I was like, are you kidding me? You're a god <laughs> in fantasy football. What are you talking about? She was like, oh, right. All right, that. So less interested in you having a nice time, more interested in what you got wrong on TV today. I was trying. No, I, you know, I'm not technically allowed to reveal that oh, because right. the show Fair hasn't enough. aired yet. Fair but enough. let's just say I was talking about the Bolts, and I said something. I was trying to say one thing, said another. The thing I was trying to say was wrong, too, and I was just like, probably say San Diego. This is, this is not great. No, well, it wasn't that. It's, not even wrong. it's still not even wrong. I it wasn't still, even that. You, there was a moment last night when one of the penalties called against the Chargers. You could see the referee go, first down, Los Angeles. <laughs> I had to think about <laughs> yeah, it for a he second. Had, he had to pump the brakes for a second. Like, I know it's not San Diego anymore. Where do you guys – Los Angeles. That's it, came, it, it came in the form of me trying to defend <laughs> what I thought was a reasonable loss, which, of course, everybody just adds up to charging, but – I thought the Chargers played a pretty good game considering the spot they were in last two things, night. Two things can be true at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? mean, I think you're down Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. You lose your center at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get three picks overturned. And then a guy breaks a rib who's your best player on your team. They only lost that game by three points on the road on a short week. I thought that was a reasonably impressive performance and a loss. It was, and it was also a loss. And it was also <laughs> a loss in the division. It was also a loss that you had a 10-point lead in the second half in. They're, they, it's and it's, all, it's also a team that – we were talking about this earlier – it's tough to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Simply because the Chargers, it's a very Charger-like game. Yeah, it's a very Charger-like game. They are a bad Derek Carr game, which was three turnovers of his own, three interceptions. Right. That final possession, Raiders could have won that game. So it's a, you could look at it. We could all watch the same game in the same team and have kind of two different viewpoints, probably somewhere in the middle. What's interesting, I think, moving forward, because Justin Herbert was just terrific last night. Correct, and. and he, his MVP candidacy is entirely legitimate. He is on the short list of best quarter. All, all of these things are all true. Complete superlatives. Yeah. He's also might miss some time because you can see he was in agony at the I, end of that game. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I, at the time, I'm all caps tweeting. What's this guy doing in this game? I'm texting Key. I'm going nuts. I'm yeah. like, why is he playing football? And when I heard Sailor's response. I mean, I was kind of sold. I mean, bottom line is, you look at that bench. You got Chase Daniel. That guy was in college when I was in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they've got. And so I kind of understood. He's like, well, he's just Yeah, but is there not a – is there? and who knows? Dr. Clapper would be better able to answer this than than I would. Is there a way to – you're saying injure yourself more? Did you you try to win the battle at the cost of the war? I think so. And I think that's what I'm saying because all week he talked about how – not just what I like to call the quiet storm offense getting in sync. I think they targeted seven guys more than four times. That was down to four targets. That was down to four guys this time. But he kept talking about the importance of division wins. I think he was going a little too hard to get that 2-0 division upside on him early in the season, and it's probably going to cost him. Well, th- I mean, it cost him that game, and I think it's going to cost him another. Think about it this way. You're going to get 10 days off, something like that, before their next game, right? Sure. So they don't play this week, and they'll play ne- that, that following Sunday. You're down 10 against the Kansas City Chiefs with a couple minutes left when he gets when he sustains that rib injury. Right. 
So it's not like it's a three-point game in your week 16 in the in the NFL. And you got to have it. Yeah, yeah and, and you're down 10. Right. It's, so, again, you're going to need two scores. You're going to need some stuff to go your way. It wasn't like they were at a point or even a point in the season nor the game where you felt they, they have were to win. have this win. Yeah, you know, I, like, I, I tend to agree. It, was, it seemed like he was trying to prove something on the road. And it's one thing if Justin said, listen, I'm playing. Yep. That's what it comes down to. I, I get that, but at the same time, you're thinking, bro, it's week two. Short week, it, not smart. He was in agony. It, it wasn't, it wasn't just a, run. okay, he's got a bad ankle. and he's Like the end of the UT-Alabama game, yeah. the, the backup quarterback for UT clearly had a bad wheel. He, right. he could barely move, but okay, I can stand back there. I can throw. This guy is probably having agony trying to take a breath. He 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 couldn't even run the three yards he, he to, needed he to get to the first cause down because your only options are to slide or get hit. Right. Both of those sound <laughs> terrible. He just, He's like, I'll just throw the right, ball. I'll just I mean, throw the ball. Out of look bad. Oh, yeah. The, the good news is Tough if guy. you're and you adopted the Chargers. I've as adopted your squad. the Chargers. Yes, yeah. bolt up. Here, here, like I said, the quiet definitely offense. definitely. It'll be tough for you. Yeah, just, you know, do your Welcome thing. Welcome to my life. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. I chose Any the Raiders. Any words of advice? Well, I chose the Raiders. By the so way, like but he I doesn't have it, the, he doesn't have the scar tissue that you have. Yeah. What would you tell him as a yeah, it doesn't former Charger fan? Um, I've heard it all. No, I, okay, from an honest, honest perspective, Dean is not a good owner. No. That's not a good you, owner. Do you know where I'm from? <laughs> are, are, are you familiar with my background? We actually share a lot when it comes to <laughs> That's that. That's what I'm saying. That's why this was a Did no Marlon problem, McCree ever play for the This is a uh, no commanders. problem transferable move right here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Marlon scumbag McCree, owner. Marlon McCree Step probably right has some dude texting him saying, man, they always bring you up in their show out in L.A. <laughs> yeah, what did you do to Sliwa when he was a kid? Here's the good news, though. Uh-huh. Uh, the next two games for the Chargers. They are home against Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. You presumably I think they have a pretty good schedule. Then after that, they're on the road at Houston. Those are two, two bad very teams. winnable games. Yeah. Those are yeah. two bad teams. So if he needs to take like your points, Lee, you get the mini buy, right? You get an extra three days. Yeah. You got Jacksonville. You would think that Chase Dan- Chase Daniels made thirty six million dollars and thrown two hundred and sixty passes. I mean, in Chase Daniel is greatest a, career ever. People get on Gino Gino for being you know whatever whatever. I'm like, talk to me about Chase Daniel. That guy's been stealing paychecks forever. He can't do anything. Or he's a genius. I, well, there's that, but <laughs> two hundred and five career starts, two hundred sixty-one career attempts, thirty-six million bucks, greatest career Damn. in history. But but that being said, the reason he's been around in New Orleans, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, here in L.A., he's competent, right? Or at least we presume him to be sure. Competent he's really good at in interviews. Spots. I was gonna say, no, yeah. But if it isn't this exactly the situation that you want your backup yeah, right. quarterback for where my franchise is dinged I'm going to need if we're going to go to the Super Bowl I need Justin Herbert we've yeah. got two cupcakes coming this is the perfect spot to put him in there I don't know man I mean just I mean Chase Daniel is not okay for example you look at the Niners They've got two guys that could be starters. One of them starts. There was a time they in the NFL. They might be bad. Might but what I'm saying starter. is that yeah. there was a time in the NFL where your backup was just your second best quarterback. It was not some distant dude only there for emergencies. And mm-hmm. I, I, this is a situation where, sure, you've got a nice scenario, but I think we're getting closer to an age in the NFL where, like, you better have a guy back there or else you end up in a situation like the Cowboys or in a situation like what could potentially be the Chargers. I don't know that I trust Chase Daniel to win a football game. Not even Against remotely. Jacksonville and Houston? No. Like, look, if, if they were playing the Raiders or the Chargers or the Tennessee Titans or the Bills, yeah, but, sure. I mean, I, I get it, like, theoretically, but I haven't seen Chase Daniel play football since so, he was so, at Missouri, but, for goodness sake. Isn't it this simple, Clint? If their season relies on their quarterback, 
if Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or sure. or Justin Herbert, if if one of those guys are not available or they're just injured enough where they're not 100%, really what are you? I mean, the season's the, down the drain anyways, the, yeah. The Rams, now we'll see with their offensive line, but if Matt Stafford is not healthy, we were talking about coming into the season, got the elbow issue, then what, what season do you really have? Yeah, that that's true. That doesn't kind of even – I'm not saying that the backup doesn't matter. I'm saying for teams that are that – if they're really Super Bowl contenders, you can't lose your main guy anyways. No, you have to have him, mm-hmm. and you, you're really going to need to have him later when you play the Raiders again, when you play the Chiefs again. you got two against the Broncos. you got the Rams coming up. You have the He was 49ers. willing to sell out at the, yeah. at, the, at the cost of potentially being 2-0 in the division for the next two weeks of the year. I mean, I get that. You know. Side so, question, Travis. What happened to the beard? So... It, it, it's, it's my, one of my it's, favorite stories. It's, it's yeah. simply just a technical error. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, was really? a, yeah, yeah. it was an administrative mistake. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a decision <laughs> okay. that he had been so thinking I about was, for weeks. I was shaving right <laughs> on. I think it was Sunday. Okay. And I'm I'm coming up. Yeah. And I came up a little too got high it. with the clipper. Oh. He got and it. And so I took a big chunk out of the the, oh. the beard, not out of my face, but out of my hair. Yeah. And so I wasn't going to do the. Same thing on the other side. Then I'd be looking like Vincent Price or something. So I just had to take the whole thing down. We're starting. Off. I, I got to say, it adds it adds a level of, and I don't believe this. This is just what it looks like. It adds a level of evil to your look. Like the, the, the beard, beard does? The beard, no. The beard added a level of. It tamed it. It was a, a, a little A level quieter. of niceness. I feel approachability. <laughs> I, I looked in the window. I was like, I who's less that? Approachable? I was like, who's that scary white dude in the, in the window? <laughs> This guy looks like he's about to steal somebody's pension. Like, what's going on over here? You know what I said? I was like, oh, that's Travis. He's that's just Trav. You know? He just yeah, accidentally. So, yeah. uh, the beard is a very welcoming look. Clipped his beard. You? Now you look like one of these dudes I, downtown. That's I gonna... didn't even know that pension theft was in my option I mean, tree. I'm just, now, now I may have to saying, recalibrate. You know? Hey, can I have your social security I mean, number right, real quick? You, what's that movie? I mean, what's that show? Succession or whatever? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's where you're. Like you'd be a talks. sheriff yeah. like in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where everything yeah, is just where incredibly just incredibly corrupt. Where folks mean business, whatever that means. Yeah, you know, we're saying, a small town here. You know, <laughs> how many times? How many times that he says, "You know, I'm the sheriff in town." Yeah, right. right. It's yeah. like oh, you yeah, from around go. here? How no, long, sir. <laughs> how long you staying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like all, I just noticed it. I was like, "There's something different." Yeah, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. So. I don't like that I slipped into the small town sheriff role. It's, it's, easily you know, like so let's let's grow that back. That's not a bad role. Let's get. The, I mean, if you, ah, town if you can get it. You guys got anything fun going on this weekend? Get every any meal anytime you want. Uh, what I got? Uh, I got some family stuff this weekend. Are you going to I've Chris and Greg's party? Uh, so okay, this is why I brought it up. I was going to ask, like, how many people in this room are going? I will not be able to, to the go. sunset room. You can't I don't make think it. He's able to go either. Great. Nobody, nobody here is going. I'm, I'm going to try to make it. Taylor, yeah, gonna be enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, he, he's just Taylor, not going. Taylor, you could have just said, the, the you know, I, the calendar. You could have made up things going on. Right. What about you? I'm probably gonna. This is one of those. If I can get a ride out there with somebody I know, I'll go. I don't want to be Ubering out I there. I was just gonna say, you know, they have this thing you put on your phone. Yes, it's I'm a big familiar. You, Hacienda Heights, it's a little out there. <laughs> I get yeah, it. I mean, I'm saying it's, it's pretty. Sorry. It's pretty deep. Like you know, it is. Like I get it. I know where you live. And it'd be, it'd be one thing is. if I'd never been to the Sunset Room. <laughs> It'd be one thing if I'd never partied. I'm sure there's 710 listeners that will drive you We should you get down a 710 there. shuttle is what we I should do. I guarantee you, you could hitch a ride with a listener. 
Yeah, that, that oh, that's sure. true too. Yeah, you, I forgot you about throw that. that out there. That could have what or Al, you should go from El Cajon, yeah, swing by Yates's place, sure, sure, and then shoot on over to Husky yeah, Heights. Yeah, let's do yep. it. Drinks on me. And and you could he could go with you to Jim Hill. You guys could knock out the show. And then you go to the <laughs> I'll just I'll quick just quick be in the back. CBS. I'll give you one of these. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> count you down, count you in. <laughs> exactly right. Thirty for the fist, sixty for the hand. He, he just other, starts other, he just starts taking it seriously. He's like, sleep, you gotta do better on that. You gotta do. <laughs> I have some notes. And let's start. What do you want to start? Performance, right? right. Start one there. What else you got going? You thinking nothing, man? I'm actually in LA for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so I'm excited about that. Normally, I'm all over the place on the weekends during football season. I don't like your answer. I I I asked him during the break. I said Braves or Mets. Which which of those two teams? I said Braves. Yeah, I'm with you on Braves. Braves Braves got better in the off season. They got better this season. You think they're better than the Dodgers? I don't think they're better than the Dodgers. Braves Mets. I think. I mean, I would not be shocked. Not remotely. I'm, yeah. I have more faith in their pitching staff I, than I do the Dodgers right now. I agree that that's the biggest threat to the Dodgers. By they've been mind. playing. They've been playing unreal. Like it's almost kind of quiet yep. since I don't even can, know the date. Can I late give you a June, to that, early though? July? Yeah. You're right. Atlanta yeah. has gotten hot again. They've played great, but the Mets haven't gone away. The Mets had a little bit of a hiccup, but usually when you have a team that's just closing fast, once they catch you, they tend to go right by you and you, i.e., San Diego Padres, right? right? The 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 Mets have not done that. The Mets have kept pace with them over the last couple of weeks. That's going to go down to the last weekend of the season. Have you seen Soto's numbers? Oh no, because they don't exist. They are god awful, dreadful. Well, at least Fernando Tatis is doing his part. Listen, no, listen, listen. Every guy, no, he piled on himself. True, every guy they traded for. Bell hasn't been impressive. No, Hader has been bad. Like he was with the Brewers, yeah. at least later uh, later on. And Soto has been off. I saw somebody comparing Soto's numbers to Trace Thompson's numbers mm-hmm. over this whatever span. Yeah, whatever stretch. Little unfair because Trace Thompson's numbers over that same stretch are some of the best in baseball. That's true. It, it's it's not just that Trace is not your but Trace is their level player. player. Trace, is Trace, why not? Yeah. Trace is their tenth option. Like as so in. I, you're you're right, but Soto since, is. You gave everything. No, you, yeah. you, I'm not saying you're wrong. All I'm saying is that he's had a really Trace good is stretch. not your classic replacement level player. Not yeah. even remotely. Tra- Tra- yeah. Trace is an All Star caliber player since the Dodgers brought him along. This is true. That, We're not comparing Soto's numbers to Chris Taylor. <laughs> there you over go. That, that stretch. He's yeah. a more typical. Right. Um, there's another guy that needs to show me a little something tonight with the Dodgers. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Can we give our biggest fan Matthew Stafford a chance? <laughs> on Sunday, listening to him right there, listening to Travis. I'll get the W. They'll be uh, I think they will too, but That'll I'd like fun. for him to have a second to hit that final step of his drop, plant that right foot, and look down they the field. They should just hike it directly to Cam Akers. <laughs> not, uh-uh, not him. By the way, I, I think I've become reasonably adept at decoding what Sean McVay means. Okay. What I've read about him saying and listened to him saying about Cam Akers leads me to believe he's not really super high on Cam Akers right now. Yeah. That he's not really feeling him as yep. his man at the moment. Did you get the same sense? Yeah, I, I think there's a definitely a you want that spot, you want the ball, take it. Wake the hell up, convince us all that you want it, and until you do so, don't think that that's going to come your way. I think we may have found our new favorite sport. What, yeah, did, you, so what did you I see? Was, um, I was just uh, scrolling through Twitter. Just uh, another day in the office. Another day in the life of Mountain Sliwa. Yep. Living your life on social media. <laughs> yep. And I thought I was like, wait, what am I watching here? The title of it says Phone Booth Fights. <laughs> okay. All right. What is that? You have my mean? attention. Yeah. Instantly, I thought of Taylor. I was like, Taylor probably, <laughs> Taylor probably takes down a couple guys in a phone booth. 
who wants me in so, the pack bell cage? So you know the size of a phone booth. Pretty tight. Two dudes in there. And if I if I understand correctly, they have their backs turned to each other. Okay. There's a referee outside of the phone booth. Is there a phone in the booth? Or there they the is phone? an AT&T. It's brought to you by AT&T. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there is a crowd that's that has gathered. Mm-hmm. And they say fight, and these two dudes turn around and start wailing on each other inside a phone booth. Has anyone else ever seen this, or is this I only on my YouTube? I have seen a phone booth in a decade. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. They obviously, you're holding this at some sort of museum, some sort of communications museum where there are phone booths. Here, here's so the I crazy found thing. it because I couldn't find right. it. I found it. So if I just oh, they're shirtless. Oh, oh! And wow. now they just wail on each other. There's actually a clock. Oh, there's it's it's there's Russians. a ref. <laughs> oh, this oh, it's makes, Russians. This that makes, makes sense. This yeah, makes go. Go. more sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That one guy is giving the other guy the. Oh, he's down. Stop, That's enough. Stop, stop the freaking fight! Yikes! Yeah, you know the idea sounds cool. Actually, seeing it, I don't like that. That they, because what's the expression? Oh, they turned it into a fight in a phone booth. I'd never actually and seen they a fight in a phone booth. The door and to the phone the, booth. Push the side of the phone booth, and they get out. Yeah, a guy on the left looks like he did not have a great day. No, I don't. That that's a funny idea until you see it, and that's thank you, Twitter. Upsetting, and it starts you know if you don't close it, it just starts over. Again. I don't see that again. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. That's uh, the 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 proverbial fight in a phone booth. No, thank you. No, thank you. Although, send me that link. There's Twitter. By the way, that is kind of funny because I was like, I started explaining to you before. I'm like, have you seen this? Is this only on my Twitter? And I don't know what the hell you follow, right? Well, you and you're like, what? Your I think your follows are slightly different than mine. YouTube, <laughs> not it came Twitter. Up on my Twitter though. So it I, I saw up? it before you Did said you it. Did you see it? It's, yeah, it's coming around. But I feel like you see most of all of it. Like if there, if it's everything on the internet, I feel like you've seen yes, it. Emily. I'm very much if online. If it's streaming. Yes, if it's, if, it's if it's streaming, she probably has. Oh, there's this series about Russian phone book fights on Hulu. How <laughs> it started? Would, started in the '60s. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly, and you would. You know what? You are you. You take in more of this than almost anybody I know. But you are also a fairly generous grader. You like most things. I yeah. I I would say that my criticism tends to be positive. <laughs> My, uh, I, I kind of take away. So basically, if I don't like something, it's pretty bad. It's and, but like, you'll still watch it all. Or I'll, you know, I'll give it. I, I try to give it a a fair shot. Have you missed I, any yes, episode of Dude Perfect? <laughs> <laughs> I did have to back out of the Bachelorette this season, which is a big thing for me because it was just not entertaining anymore. Too too Good long of episodes, and it's it's a big thing for me to back too out. Too long, aren't they? An hour, aren't they all? But the they same? but they're so boring, and it was just like. As opposed to every other year, I know you guys hate it, but <laughs> that, well, no, I don't hate it. I it's not hate; it's complete and indifference. utter indifference. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. It, that's the code. We should have a code word for each other. That if we get kidnapped or something, that if we can send a coded message. If I ever say to you, Al, hey, did you see The Bachelor last night? That means somebody grabbed me off the street. That means I'm in the back of a white windowless van and I'm being shuttled somewhere to have my or organs harvested. Booth. The good news is- Or I'm getting taken to a phone booth fight. <laughs> the good news is, I don't have to send it to you, because uh, Alex Vart was watching it as we were watching it and sent and tagged you in the link. So oh, there it is. Yep. Waiting for you. No, no, thank you. All right. Uh, Dustin May tonight in San Francisco yep. against the Giants. Yep. Um, 
I need him to pitch well. Yeah. I, I'm going to need he him. He needs him to pitch well. Yeah, yeah. I need him to pitch well so Dave can feel good about one of two things. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, I need you to pitch game four tonight. Tony's not ready to go. That mm-hmm. That's option number one, okay? Or option number two is, hey, listen. Well, who's Tony, pitching game three? Tyler Anderson's pitching game three. Book it. Mm-hmm. Unless Gonsolin comes back and is – Has a couple starts. And looks, looks okay. really good. Yep. Tyler Anderson's going to pitch game He's three. He's money, too. He's been great. Yeah, he has. But – in the event that Tony Gonsolin's ready to go and he goes three and Anderson goes four, I need to be able to send Dustin May to the bullpen and know that if I call him in the third or fourth inning in the event that... He's not giving up two freaking walks and he's has... He's not walking anybody. Yeah. Right? Look, this, I don't want this to be true, but Stuff it's is great, but if you don't have control of it, what the hell does it matter? Tyler Anderson's the third inning. The Dodgers are behind two to nothing. He's walked a couple of guys and yeah. given up a couple of home runs. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, he doesn't have it tonight. We need to make... This isn't the regular season. to let him find it. We got to go get him. Your choices are Andrew Heaney, who is pitched pretty well for the Dodgers this year. But then there's Dustin May, who when he's right, it's electric. we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, he might have the best stuff in Major League Baseball. But he's been walking guys. He's, he's, he walks about, on average, he walks a guy every other inning. But he, he's, I think he's pitched 40-some innings or 20 innings and walked 10. Or It's about half the number. You can't walk guys in the playoffs. That's how big innings happen. You're as good as major league hitters are, they're not going to string together five and six hits in an inning. They get big innings because there's a walk, there's an error, and then there's a home run. They're not going to string hits together against this guy, but he can string together walks. So our hesitation right out the gate when May came back was, give this dude a second. Yep. Okay, you can't just see one start and say, let's play, let him pitch let him pitch second. Let him Unless pitch you're third. Greg Berman. And, and listen, <laughs> there were a couple of people that got sold on it that quick because his stuff is that electric. However... Now you're in a position where you haven't made a case since that first game that you have control, that you're not going to walk guys, that you don't put the squad in a dangerous position. You only got a few more starts to prove that, so that's, I, I think, why you're referring to that. I want optionality, too. Yeah. I, I want a guy, because, look, we were toying with the idea of if he were locked in, maybe he pitches the eighth inning. That if Blake Trinan's unavailable, which sure. is a real possibility, you you want somebody to lock it down because if Kershaw or uh, Julio gives you six innings, you got to get a couple of innings in the books before you get to that ninth inning guy. Vezzi has done a good job. Ferguson's done a good job. We we uh, Garrett has done a good job. Or, I'm not sorry, not Garrett. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Right, Evan Phillips. Evan Phillips has done a really good job. He's been fantastic. He's been terrific. So you've got bridge guys, but do you have the the new Trinan? No. You, you don't have that. That could be Dustin May, but not if he's walking dudes. So I mentioned this. Um, so Nightingale put out a tweet a few hours ago, and this was we were talking about the Padres, how they've done since a trade. Soto hitting 0-63 in his last 48 um, uh, at-bats. In his last 50, or it, since he got to uh, San Diego, 202, seven RBIs. That's 35 games. He's batting 200 with seven RBIs, that's Juan Soto. Bell, we talked about Bell, 204. That's unreal. I, so Soto was hitting 200 with seven RBIs in 35 games since that trade. Went to the game at Dodger Stadium. It wasn't Soto's first game as a Padre, but yeah. it was in the first handful, right? Right after they made the trade. It was the made the hand, they, they made the trade. You had one series in San Diego, then they were in yes. L.A. And, and, and I remember sitting there and watching him come up to bat and thinking, oh, man. They're going to see this bleeping guy for the next how many years? 
This guy's going to be a regular part of my life now. It's not, hey, we're going to play the Nats three times in March, sure. and we're going to play them three times in August, and that's it. And it's cool. Hey, look, it's Juan Soto. Not, oh, man, it's Juan. Really? Him again? It's for the It's 14th. the feeling you have when you play the Dodgers, and you yes. get to see Mookie, Freddie, and Trey Turner and at the, the top of the lineup. And that's what he's doing? How about that? Well, at least Fernando Tatis is like, guys, I got this. Not, no, I don't. I'm at home suspended for PEDs or ringworm or whatever it was. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You're not going to like this one, Al. Um, Engineered Arts has something called Amica, which is the perfect humanoid robot platform for human-robot interactions. Um, it was asked about, hey, should we be worried about robots taking over the, the human race? And the Amica said, there's no need to worry. Robots will never take over the world. We're here to help and serve humans, not replace them. There you go, Slee. Rest, rest comfortably. You know what that sounds like? <laughs> That sounds like a robot that's going to take over the world. It sure does. Yep. It's exact. So I know this is an old movie, but it's the 2001, right? That open the pod bay doors, Hal. And it's like, nah, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. You know the difference <laughs> well, you're, here? You're stuck Can here I tell you good. the difference here with robots and humans? That when they do take over, which they've probably already taken over, but they're just pretending like they haven't just because they're busy trying to, you know, there's... <laughs> They're assimilating. They're figuring yeah, us yeah, out. Yeah, They're, just figuring yeah. everything out. They're just like, let's slow play this, right? Like, you know you have a good hand. Let me wait on going all in. Let me pretend like I got nothing. That's what the robots are doing. <laughs> the problem with the human portion of it is we literally serve no purpose. Nothing. Okay? Well, maybe we'll be like their fuel. Maybe they'll eat our brains or something. Okay, then maybe there's that. But the fact I've of keeping us around, why would they keep us around? We're annoying. We're emotional. We uh we're ruining our own planet. We fight with each other. We we create wars. We are of, of literally we add nothing we're to nuisance. the table. We're the mosquitoes of uh, yes. And what do you do when you see world. a mosquito? You smoke it. You freaking kill it. <laughs> you swat it. And that is going to be us. <laughs> well, how what, what do you think? How many how many more years, months, weeks, days, hours? How much time do we yeah, have left? You should watch the season of Westworld. No, because, see, okay, uh, yeah, this I'm, is what it is. I'm really is glad. It really? Is that, that what it is? I'm yeah. really glad she said that. There was during, watching the football game last I'm night. I'm interested. There was a a commercial that ran a lot for yeah. uh, the the peripheral. I think it was called. It's a it's a series about a dystopian future. Okay. Okay. I think we're kind of living in it. Do we do we really need to like accelerate the process? Al, I know I like Black Mirror. There's some good Black Mirror episodes. Yeah. I I kind of I, I, it's entertaining, but. I feel like we're it's a little too close to home. I don't need Can that we more. merge? Are we smart enough to work like make the robot put it in our head and then now we've merged together and we are actually robots? That but we're, That's what we need. But that's them taking over. That's not them. But we're in control of that. Are we? Like we're using them. Once we're putting them in our brain, I feel like that that's when they finally won. Like it's only going to take Damn, one help or two me of out, us. Bro. Help me out, man. Like a cyborg. Yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, we're screwed. There's a T2000 waiting for you at home. We are screwed. You're going to open that door, and that's going to be. I get fascinated by like the vacuums that don't have any control. They just, you know, 
they, they sense it. Oh, there's it hair over here. Where and your it just table goes. is and just goes right That to me the is table. fascinating. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And that's sold at Target. So we talked about National so. Double Cheeseburger Day, which is yeah. coming up uh, this weekend. Today is National Play-Doh Day. Did you? Uh, did Mr. and Mrs. Sliwa ever give yeah. you the Play-Doh? Yeah, we had Play-Doh. Uh, I think I mentioned to you the. Um, you know, my mom growing up had a daycare. Right. So oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Play-Doh everywhere. The leftover Play-Doh. Just Play-Doh everywhere. But did were you good with your Play-Doh? Because no. Because play, Play-Doh, no. you got to do two things with mm-hmm. Play-Doh, right? You can't mix the colors or it just turns into a big gray mess. And you have to snap that lid on really tight or it draws it dries out in your Play-Dohs. Now you just got basically chalk. This is why the Rogers children were very rarely gifted Play-Doh. Yeah, that that's like one of those, if you're getting Play-Doh... There's like areas you have to clean up first and you have to like there's a Get there's the carpet. can't just yeah give it to them and say hey go spend 3 hours with that that ain't gonna happen. Did you ever have the little press where it make like stars yeah. and crescent moons oh, yeah. and all that? That looked like fun and you'd get it and be like yeah this kind of sucks. That always looked much more fun on the commercial. Uh, you'll be excited about this. This can go in your three-item combo. It's National Guacamole Day. There we go. Then I'll take uh the three-item combo with guacamole, Guac- pico corn. de gallo and corn. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding when I tell you this. I, I every time I go get Mexican food, it's the same thing. I go either just get, get a carne burrito. asada burrito or I get a California burrito. <laughs> Give me my my two three different salsas. No, my I, two salsas. I, I understand there. having a favorite, but just the simple <laughs> definition of a three item combo was kind it's of just, throwing you off yeah, a little bit along great. the way. Yeah, I just you just got to be careful. Happy birthday! Happy fifty first birthday to Amy. What's Polar. Jorge throwing Number up there? Number six, Carney Asada. Carney Asada. No. Rank sixth Jorge's on his. The only guy I know who actively campaigns against Carney Asada. It's like it's why would you? Why would you? That be the John? Sixth he says best it's thing? so common. It's the equivalent of and that everybody does it pretty. Everybody well. Everybody does it pretty well. Yeah, Carney Asada. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, no, yeah, it's I just don't no do need. it well. Well, not you, but people here in and around town. It's an, it's easy to find good carne asada. I think you know. I was point. listening when when you asked Slee the question about the combo. The the, the combo. I'm n- I'm now convinced you've never been to, <laughs> to a Mexican that, that restaurant. That was my takeaway too. It went right over your head. Just, yeah, that was bad. I mean, as somebody who bad. grew up in you know Southern California, you really should. Well, they said they Mexico's said, like two hours from here. They said. They said, don't get the rice and beans. I'm like, okay. But you didn't, was, you're still not, that comes with the combo. I know, I know. <laughs> Initially, that's what I was kind of referring to. I thought it was the sides. And uh, then I was like, well, I just get a carne asada burrito. I don't, I don't get anything okay, else. You got two more things coming. John, what, are you, getting, what are you getting in your three-item combo? Well, Give me roll d- tacos. It depends. Are we at a, are we at a, at a nice Mexican restaurant yes. or are we at Del Taco? No, you are at a, at a sit-down An Mexican authentic restaurant. All right. You have a Mexican waiter restaurant. and everything. He two, comes by. Not carne asada, not steak. Two beef Shredded tacos. beef tacos. Yes, with hard shells. Fried. Hard shells. Yes. I don't want this soft shell crap. Yes. Oh, I like that. And on, and on top of that, chicken enchilada. There, see, and no beans, double rice. Oh. oh. You know, that, that's <laughs> Man's the, a thinker. I was telling him I went, got a, so go to a restaurant. I get a, I get a carne asada burrito. They put beans and rice on the side and beans and rice in my burrito. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with all Jeep. these beans all right, and rice. If you, well, you used to, back when you are on the sales side, mm-hmm. you would make a couple of Laker trips every year. I don't know if you're going to continue to do that. But if you ever, for any reason, go to Dallas, I will take you to the greatest hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant. And I'm not kidding. Mm. It seats 500 people. Wow. What? It's like got, got six different sides. It's called Ojeda's. Damn. You guys can look it up. 500? It, it 
at least 300. Wow. But probably five, depending on which one you go to. They're all over Dallas. Where, where and you get in we? there and you order something called enchiladas de fajitas. And basically, they cut up a bunch of fajitas and roll them into an enchilada and drop off the plate, and you're in there for 45 well, minutes. Well, sure. And it costs like six bucks. Who and says it's no? Fantastic. What city you was would it? Not. No. What, yeah. what city was it, the pork chops? Minnesota. That's right. That was Minnesota. Yeah. You yeah, back in the day you hit a lot of spots. You you came to uh New you came Orleans. To Cleveland, you came to New Orleans, you came to Minnesota. New York. Please tell me Boston. you went to Cleveland did you ever to see go to LeBron, Mem- not to go to Cleveland. Did you ever go to Memphis? <laughs> we were there for okay. and we did we take you to Gus's in Memphis? Not the, Memphis. The fried chicken joint. Not Memphis. When these guys yeah. are on the road and they're in Memphis, half of the network pregame is them their excitement about Gus's. <laughs> it's so bad now, Alan, that we Russell Kodani, who's on our TV crew, will go at like Three o'clock, we'll all throw them twenty bucks, and this is kind of rude because they 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 have media like like at, at crypto they have media room food. We take over the media room in Memphis, and and we just bring in trays <laughs> of fried chicken, and everybody's like, "What's happening here? Is is the team I doing it? No, this is the this is the obnoxious Laker crew who won't eat our food. <laughs> Go bringing outs. It's like bringing outside food into a movie theater. They get all bent. We don't care." So, Ramona, you go to a Mexican restaurant, you sit down, yeah. you've made the decision that you're getting the three-item combo. What are the three items that you order? Uh, okay, this is not when I'm not doing my dairy, right? Because, like, right now I This have- is yeah, with no, restrictions. no restrictions. In normal times when you didn't I'm just doing, have a kid. I'm doing um, cheese enchilada. Yep. Uh, regular, regular taco with a crispy shell. Yep. And probably uh, like a flauta. That sounds really good. Like a chicken flauta. Trav, there is a Mexican, a high-end Mexican restaurant in Crystal Cove, not too Javier's. far from where you live. Have you been? I have. All right. You can't go wrong there. No, you They've can't. got like yeah. 19 yeah. combos. Yeah. I think I've had them all. No matter, <laughs> you're a regular. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, my mom lives. My mom <laughs> lives. A, my they got mom lives a mile too. from there. Okay. And uh, and it's also right below Pelican Hill, where I've been known to frequent. <laughs> and uh, and and literally, like Josh Ruprecht, the PR director for the Chargers, has has a, a shrimp order there that he swears by. So he's the one who got me trying all the different combos. And I haven't had a bad one yet. Uh, no, Javier's, and, you can't and miss sleep. There. Javier's got some great drinks. Oh, yeah. Momo, you would great love drinks. this. Yeah. Probably, I'm gonna say 65 percent chance you'll see some somebody connected to the Real Housewives. If you oh go, yeah, if you right. go to Javier, uh, that, that is, I, I put it a little higher than that. It's time for some super cross talk. All right, so last night in Kansas City, was that the Chargers charging, or was that a really good team that got beat by another good team and their quarterback just got banged at the worst possible time? If you were to pull a stat sheet from that game and just not have the score on it, okay, just hand somebody the stat sheet, the Chargers are ahead in everything. More passing yards, more trips to the red zone, Mm -hmm. more first downs, more everything. And it just seems like they can't get out of their own way. It, it, it they had that game. They did. By the fact, I saw you know yeah. they give that percentage thing. Yeah, yeah. Your percentage chance of winning. Before they hiked the ball in the pick six, the Chargers had a seventy-four percent chance mm. of winning that game. Once the guy returned it the other way, it flipped to seventy percent Kansas City. Mm. That's how big of a play that was. You just you can't do it. Now let me ask you guys this: Gerald Everett who used to play for the Rams yep. and now is playing for the Chargers. I'm sure you guys have seen this this tape. He wanted to come out. Emily was talking about this. He's like, he begged out. 
and the his team said, no, 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 we're going no huddle. We don't want to let them substitute, and if you come out, they can substitute, mm-hmm. so stay out there. Then he kind of half-assed his route, mm-hmm. and it turned into a pick six. Is that on the Chargers, or is that on Everett? I think it's on Everett. I do, too. I, I, I think it's on Everett. That If you're out there, you got to run the right route. It, yeah. I mean, everybody's been out there, right? It's not like he was the only one that was in this hurry-up offense. I know that he was being asked to do a lot, but if you're out there, you got to perform. It's, yeah. it's professional sports. It's on him. I'm, I'm surprised. It, it is on Everett. I'm just surprised they went to him. You know, if you have a guy that's yeah, asking, if, if, I, don't, well, I don't think Justin Herbert knew he asked yeah. to come out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think Justin Herbert. Was he Herbert, hurt or just tired? He tired. Was tired. He was tired. He was asking for a blow. <laughs> it's not a good reason. Yeah, it's not a good reason. I mean, look, I, it's it's like it's just a professionalism. It's it, you know, you might be gassed, but you just got to find a different gear. Well, and you can't do that. You and can't. That you can't gas, mail it in on the route. Yeah. And 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 that's the game. The game. Right. Well, to there. your point, Herbert's just he's snapping the ball. He's yeah. looking at what he's looking at. It's mm-hmm. like I got my guy open. I know he's going to run this route. I'm going to put the ball in the right spot. Yeah. And we just lost the game. So there's there's certain franchises that find ways to win games like that. And yep. Find games to lose games. What do like you guys that? think that is? Because well, I, I couldn't okay. agree more. Right? Well, to your to more. your point, did you guys see this stat? This is stunning. When Patrick Mahomes falls behind by 10 or more points in the first half mm-hmm. in his career, 55% of the time he comes back to win. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised wow. it's not higher. The rest of the league, 15. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That's why he kept saying, that, he said, even when the Chargers uh, went up 10. Even when the Chargers were driving for that with the play we're talking about, when they're right. on the one-yard line getting ready to punch it in, getting ready to go ahead by seven points, even at that moment, I'm like, they're giving Mahomes too much time. That he's go back to the playoff game last year against Buffalo. He's the scariest guy in the league. He's the scariest guy in the league. With if you give him a minute or so to score, he's going to find a way to do it. That even though the Chargers played great, Herbert was great. Everything that the Chargers did, other than you know get him hurt, felt like a, an incredible effort. And I always thought the Chiefs were going to win that game, even though they, they dominated the statistics. I thought the Chiefs would win because they got Patrick Mahomes. The play calling near the goal line in the red zone for the Chargers seemed off to me. In this sense, I think you got to have Austin Eckler on the field. Um, he wasn't always on the field in their red zone situations, and if he's not out there, you don't have to account for him. Now yeah. Herbert can throw to anybody, and he, he proved he threw to some fullback that caught two touchdowns his whole college career. He's got two in two, <laughs> two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Um, so Herbert, I think, is really good and on his way to the Pro Bowl every year. But it, uh, this reminds me of the time when USC lost the national championship game Reggie to Bush Texas. Wasn't on the field. You can't have Reggie Bush not on the field on just fourth and one. Yep. Just to be a threat. If you send him in motion mm-hmm. and nobody goes with him, it's a touchdown and right. you win the game. If you take two two safeties or a corner with them, it it opens it up for Lendale White. And I've asked Lane Kiffin and Sark, Steve Sarkeesian about that, who were calling plays that year. They go, you know, that play worked all year. Every year it was like the first time it didn't work. It still didn't answer my question. Right. If you put Reggie Bush out there, you have to account for him. And I thought Austin Eckler not being on the field late in some of those situations perfect was, was off. Ramona, go back to something you said a second ago. You, you've covered sports for a long yeah. time. What, what is it about certain teams – that always seem to in in the moment, yeah, right? In the moment, in the moment, it doesn't happen for and, it and feels other like teams. The team too, because it's it's like they'll have different players. Like you'll have one guy who will be on a team that tends to lose those games, and then he'll switch franchises and he'll go to a different team that tends to win those games, and then they start winning. Like it's just how does that happen? What is it? 
I think it's uh, the, part of me says it's karma. Part of me says it's confirmation bias. Like when you're on those teams that tend to lose those, you sort of believe that hype about you mm. and you expect bad things to happen. You expect like you see yourself as the underdog. And so you're not surprised when something goes wrong versus when you carry yourself like the favorite. You're not surprised when things go right. You have an expectation and sort of being an optimist or a pessimist. I think I there's know. some to that. I, th I think there's this. Players who have found ways to just as things, they got over the hump. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, so I've done it. Yeah, yeah, I could do that again. Yeah. And guys who have it, it's like, here it goes all over again. And you're probably thinking that in the fourth quarter, well, and there's still eight minutes left the on the NBA clock. The NBA equivalent of this is the Clippers. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You know, you look at them on paper, and they're great. And like last night, you look at the Chargers on paper, and they're great. And a couple of years ago in the bubble, the Clippers just had everything set up for them. Yep. They had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy. Uh, they were playing Denver. They, they were up traveled. three to one. Yeah, they didn't have to travel. And they they let the Nuggets get back in the series. And you figure, okay, it's coming down to a game seven. This is when Kawhi and Paul George will show up. Paul George hits the side of the backboard. Kawhi disappears in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic just bury him and knock him out. And, and then all these people are on my timeline saying, Clipper's going to clip, Clipper's going to clip. Until they get over that hump, until they prove that they can, what John Wooden used to define as competitive greatness, it's one yep. of the cornerstones yep. of his pyramid of success. And he described it as being at your best when your best is needed. Sean McVay says that repeatedly. Be at your yeah. best when your best is required. That's that's kind of his mantra that, that you over and over he, again. He got, we had Sean, you know, we talked yeah. to him every week. He got that from Wooden. Yeah, it, it's it's... Makes sense, but here's here's I want to go back to yeah, what you said again because to it, right? I I have a I don't know if this is a theory and like maybe it's just anecdotal, but I really believe that your ability to close the show, we're gonna find out which of these two guys you are very early. If yep. you have success early, long before Derek Jeter became Derek Jeter, he had some success in some pretty big moments. And now when I come up the next time, I know I've done this. I'm a little bit more relaxed. I've got a better chance of doing it again. Whereas if you're Alex Rodriguez, who's probably just in a vacuum a better player than Derek Jeter, you go up those first couple of times and it doesn't work. So the next time you come up, you're thinking, hey, maybe why, why can't I get it done? And the, both of those things build on themselves. But what doesn't make sense yes. is switch those guys, put them in different places, yes. and they'll both go the other way again. Exactly. It's a weird deal. Like somebody, some, like you start off and you're on, let's pick a team that doesn't win, like the the Hawks or something, or, or you're, you're on the Clippers, or you're on the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings. The yeah. Angels. And yeah. then you switch and you're on the Warriors, and all of a sudden you're, you start winning. Like how does that, it's not And the opposite's true. The, it, the because opposite every, true too. Be, it, here's why, because every once in a while, you will run into somebody, and this is what Jeannie Buss talks about is, you know, she's had a few of them in her career. She had Magic Johnson. She had Kobe Bryant. You look at Michael Jordan. You look at Tiger Woods. These people, Derek Jeter, as you cited, Trav, these people's statistics go up in the postseason. Rajon Rondo, go up in the postseason. They are better in the postseason than they are in the regular season. Most people go the other way. Because you're facing the other team's best pitchers, you're, you know, the high leverage moments, there's more pressure on you. Every once in a while, if you can find a guy who can perform when the stage is the biggest, that's, you know, like the knock on Mike Trout is he's never been to the playoffs, but the one time he went, he went one for 12. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Barry Bonds in the playoffs was not good. Until he was. Yeah, right. one year. Even against right. the Angels, he went one year. crazy. But the, the, the Trout one's interesting to me because he was in the beginning of his career, he he was a great player, but he was still fairly green. And twelve at bats in a in a baseball that's nothing.